0: Uh, good morning everyone yes uh i want to start by saying one thing i have been exposed to covid so i'm not going to hug you i won't be greeting you at the door but you will thank me later (laughs) but i don't want anybody to think i got mad i love you and as soon as i'm in the hugging condition you know that i'm going to hug you all right um Let us go to our scripture, 1 Peter 2, through 25. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that free from sins we might live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and the guardian of your soul. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, our God, our mighty shepherd and guardian of our souls, how great are you and greatly to be praised. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You love us even in our iniquities. You help us even with our faults and our failures. You love us even when we do not love ourselves. You are an awesome God and worthy of all our praise. We lift you up today, Lord. We ask you to be in the midst, Lord, please, we ask you to speak a word of life and truth through me today. God, help us, your people, be stronger and more vigilant for you. Help us to grow in wisdom and knowledge of you so we may not sin against you. Lord, we pray healing for the sick, hope for the hopeless, help for the helpless, sight for the blind, and mercy, mercy, Lord, on the whole wide world. Help us to love others as you have loved us. Let us all be drum majors for justice in every aspect of our lives. Help us all to be the men and women of God that you have called us to be. In the precious name of Jesus we pray. Let the people of God say amen, amen. Amen. Hello church. Welcome to 2022. I know we've been here for a minute, but I'm just not standing here. So I welcome you into 2022. As several commercials say, you know, new year, new you. Now, if you're one who embraces this slogan, then this transformation series is just for you. See, Pastor Dwight started us off with a heavy-hitting sermon about renewing our minds. Hmm. he helped us to understand how thinking can affect our lives and keep us from the fullness of God and keep us from being all God has called us to be. Thus, in the words of Glenda, the good witch from the Wiz, a healthy body is a healthy mind. See, Romans 12 says, be conformed be not conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your, what? Mind. Mind. So you can test and prove what God's will is. God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, Bishop James King would always say, God's will for us is good. Now the rest... Is up to us. God wants the very best for us. But we must do our part. Thus, caring for our bodies, our minds, our spirit, it is important. As Pastor Dwight so eloquently told us last week, we must focus on body building because our bodies are. Important. We must also do what it takes to exercise our faith. We need to participate in spiritual disciplines which help us to grow in the Lord. Pray, read your scripture, meditate, eat right, spend some time in the in the community of other believers and serve others and order our lives in such a way to bring honor to the spirit of God that dwells within us. Now, I will add to Glenda's song and say, a healthy body is a healthy mind and a healthy spirit. See, our mind and our body are connected in such a way that how we think affects how our bodies feel and function. Negative thoughts have negative effects on our physical bodies. Anxiety can cause disease and inflammation in our physical bodies. Dwelling in fear can be destructive. So we're instructed repeatedly throughout the Bible, fear not, be anxious for nothing exercising our physical body strengthens our mental health have you ever had that great workout and when you come back whatever had you down you all of a sudden feel better those endorphins have gone up to your brain and you feel so much better see these bodies are beautifully and wonderfully made and need constant care as pastor dwight told us last week these bodies are not designed to stay here forever but they are designed to be the temple of God. Our bodies are more than commodities, more than just a pod to hold our spirit, more than a place to satisfy our appetites. Our bodies are where heaven and earth meet. All right, man of God, you preached that last week. They are important. Because they are where the Holy Spirit of God comes to dwell with us. Thus, we must care for these physical bodies. And I want you to get this in your spirit. Self-care is an act of worship. Self-care is an act of worship. So take care of yourself. Now that I've reviewed the importance of minds and our bodies, this week, our transformation series, we're going to talk about the heart. See, I want to get down to the heart of the matter. Our scripture this morning is all about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It tells us he never did anything wrong. He did not deserve all the suffering and hate and punishment that he endured. But he did it for you and for me and for the whole wide world. See, the heart of the matter is this. See, this is another chapter of our love story. Oh, hallelujah. The birth of Jesus was our love letter from God saying, hey, y'all are worth saving. Thank you, Jesus. And Jesus' death and resurrection showed us the deep, abiding love of God. How God loves us so, for God so loved the world. Everybody asks me, why you been wearing hearts? It's not Valentine's yet. Everyday Valentine when you're experiencing the love of Jesus Christ. So I'm wearing my heart and my cross because the love of God is so powerful and so real. Oh, hallelujah. See, the ministry of Jesus gives us us an example of how we should live our lives. Jesus died because he fought for justice. He spent his ministry fighting against unjust systems and oppression. See, we talk about the baby Jesus, we talk about Jesus as Savior, but today I want to talk about Jesus the Christ as an example of model behavior. See, Jesus stood up for those who could not stand up for themselves. He fought against injustices and unjust laws, even, even when dying on the cross. Hallelujah, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. See, Jesus was a man who honored women. He honored their call from God. He was a person who loved the poor, the widow, the sick, and the disenfranchised. He worked to change the religion and the society that committed offenses against these who are less fortunate. He died doing what was right. Even in death, he looked back through love and compassion and he saw each of us and he said, I got to get up from here. Oh, hallelujah. And he got up for your sins, and for mine. Thank you, Lord, for a resurrected Christ. You see, it was this Jesus who saw me and loved me and was determined to make this world a more welcoming place for me. When I met Jesus, I met a God of love. A God who willingly gave up the comforts of heaven and royalty to be clothed in humanity to become the perfect sacrifice for me and the sins of the whole wide world. The God I know and have experienced is a creator, a curator, a liberator, a divine communicator, a political agitator, a religious instigator, a persistent initiator, a powerful motivator, a heavenly parent, oh hallelujah, and a loving savior. Somebody better say amen up in this house. Hallelujah. Have you met my Jesus? The God I know and love loves us all unconditionally. Oh, yes, Jesus loves me, for the Bible tells me so. Oh, this is a matter of the heart. See, our call and our job is to follow Christ. Jesus said, come, follow me. These are the words Jesus used to call each of his disciples, and these same words is what he's using to call each of us. These are the words he used to call Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. He said, King, you're going to have a dream, so come on and follow me. See, I need you to realize that dream. I need you to work real hard because I'm going to call a little black girl out of a sharecropper shack down in rural South Carolina, and I'm going to call her to a church in Ottawa, Tennessee. Oh, hallelujah. I need her to be judged, not to be judged by the color of her skin, but the content of her character. I need you to come on. Come on, King, and follow me. Thank you, Jesus. See, we, you and me, we sit here today a product of Dr. King's dream. And Jesus is calling each of us still today. He is saying, follow my example. Follow my lead. Do what I did. Come on, follow me. Our hearts must be filled with love and bent on justice. Because there's a little boy or a little girl somewhere waiting for you and for me to realize I call and change the world. You need to recognize your life is here to change the world. Love is the heart of the matter. It is the answer to injustice. It is the answer to hate. It is the answer to intolerance. In the words of Dr. King, love is the only force capable of turning an enemy into a friend. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord for his love. Sisters and brothers, we must learn to follow the two commandments that Jesus gave us. Didn't give us a whole lot. He didn't say, Oh, you got to do all ten. He said, I got two for you. Broke it down for you. Give me, I'm, I got two. The first being, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. And he said, And the second one is just like that Love your neighbor as yourself. Let's get to the heart of the matter. See, we must love with all of who we are. We must love with the emotional aspect of who we are, with the spiritual aspect of who we are, with our bodies and with our intellect. God wants our whole selves, not just a part of us. God wants it all. God wants that deep, intense, emotional connection that makes you cry even when you don't know what you're crying about. You ain't got a thing to cry about, but it breaks you down and makes you cry. That abiding love that makes you laugh and smile just from the thought of the intensity of God's love. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord our God wants to be invited into your holy of holies. You know, what the great mystic Howard Thurman speaks of. He says, uh, that place that is guarded by the angel with the flaming sword. God wants those places in you and the aspects of you that you hide from the rest of the world. God said, bring that on out. That spiritually enlightened self that we call the soul, God wants it all. God wants all our strength. God wants our bodies because this is where the physical strength lies. Here in the body. Our body is God's body in this world. Our hands and our feet are the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. See, we are called to continue the work of Christ. God wants our minds. God wants us to love with all our intellectual properties. Our thoughts should be stayed on Jesus and all about making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of this world. When we commit ourselves fully to God, when we commit ourselves fully to God, oh, we have the mind of Christ. We must get to the heart of the matter, though, when we allow God to be the Lord over all aspects of our lives. We love God with our whole heart. We can love our neighbors as ourselves. Oh, that's the heart of the matter. See, in celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday and his selfless contributions to all of us, let us remember him as he wanted to be remembered. And this is the way many of us would love to be remembered. You see, on uh, February 4th, 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. preached the drum major instinct. And it was from the pulpit of Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, ironically, two months before his assassination on April 4th, 1968, he told his congregation what he wanted them to say at his funeral. I want you to listen, because this is what he said.
1: If any of you are around, when I have to meet my day, I don't want a long funeral. And if you get somebody to deliver the eulogy, tell them not to talk too long. And every now and then I wonder what I want them to say. Tell them not to mention that I have a Nobel Peace Prize. That isn't important. Tell them not to mention that I have three or four hundred other awards. That's not important. Tell them not to mention where I went to school. I'd like somebody to mention that day that Martin Luther King, Jr. tried to give his life serving others. I'd like for somebody to say that day that Martin Luther King, Jr. tried to love somebody. I want you to say that day that I tried to be right on the question. I want you to be able to say that day that I did try to feed the hungry. I want you to be able to say that day that I did try in my life. To call those who were naked. Yes. I want you to say on that day that I did try in my life to visit those who were in prison. Yes. I want you to say that I tried to love and serve humanity. Yes. yes, if you want to say that I was a drum major, say that I was a drum major for justice, yes. say that I was a drum major for peace, yes. I was a drum major for righteousness. And all of the other shallow things will not matter. I won't have any money to leave behind. I won't have the fine and luxurious things of life to leave behind. But I just want to leave a
0: committed life behind. And that's all I want to say. And that's all he wants to say. Now Jesus left this world with nothing. But no life has ever made a greater impact than he is. It's amazing what God can do with a committed life. Now, if any of you want to commit your life to Christ, come. Let's do as Jesus has asked us to do. Come follow me. Come follow Jesus. The altar is open. God's arms are wide open. Jesus' arms are wide open. Come. Come. In the blessed name of Jesus, amen.